Welcome to an abbreviated episode of Why Wait Till Sunday. This is going to be a special edition, uh, a segment I am going to call Three and Out. And it's going to start as a segment uh, here on Why Wait Till Sunday, but, you know, maybe it'll develop into its own thing. I am not sure, but, you know, the content has to roll on. And this was an idea I had, and we're going to just roll with it. So the idea is Three and Out. You know, it's three topics quick hitters that have been rolling around in my noggin. I want to share with you. They, they're probably not fully formed thoughts all, uh, you know, completely, um, things that maybe don't require a full podcast or a full article, but news and notes, things I've seen, uh, things I'm thinking about strategy. I'm considering anything really. It's a grab bag, but we're going to keep it to three things. We're going to be really quick, 15 minutes in, and then we're out. So let's start with three and out. Number one on the list is I saw that Sam Neuer transferred from Colorado. He will not be there after off-season shoulder surgery. Um, and that paired with the fact that Tyler Little has also transferred and gone to UMass leaves two quarterbacks pretty much on the roster fighting for that starting spot. One is JT Shrout. He is the transfer from Tennessee. This is a guy who couldn't beat out the absolutely atrocious Jarek Garantano in Knoxville. I cannot imagine he is someone they want to roll out there. And after that, it's Brendan Lewis. This is the true freshman last year. He is entering, I believe it's going to be redshirt freshman because he only played one game. Uh, he definitely got into the bowl game. I went back and took a look at the Alamo Bowl with his snaps. I looked at his high school tape as well. He is an interesting athlete, to say the least. Uh, he really does look like a legit playmaker with his legs. You love to see that at the quarterback position. Uh, dangerous in the open field, uh, you know, has true dual threat capability. Even in the bowl game, they were drawing up designed runs for him in high school, put some pretty, pretty nice runs on tape, breaking tackles even, uh, and with, you know, good, not great speed. He's not Michael Vick out there, but, uh, but good speed can be dangerous in the bowl game. He had, I believe it was 94 yards um, and a short yardage touchdown as well. Most of that coming on one uh, really big run. Sorry, it was 73 yards in the bowl game, but still, I I like him on the college side. You know, looking at him, the arm does not look, look next level, even in the bowl game. In fact, he completed two passes that, you know, well, he completed one of two long passes, basically looked like punts. Um, the other one was an incomplete drew a, a PI call, which, you know, worked out for the buffs, but you know, he took, he took through two long shots and, and, you know, they just kind of came out of his arm like a rocket ship in a bad way. Uh, I mean like an actual space shuttle going straight up into the air, uh, and taking like basically playing 500 out there. So I didn't see drive in his passes, um, you know, so that's concerning in terms of projecting all the way to the next level. But I think he could be productive in college for the for the Buffaloes next year. And and certainly that dual threat is is really what you want. And frankly, you know, maybe my eval is wrong and he develops and or he develops uh, develops arm strength, develops a better throwing mechanics and, and you know, kind of reinvents himself and keeps those legs under him, uh, which is very nice, especially for our fantasy game. So 
you know, I'm interested at, you know, just considering the fact his ADP is is nothing. I mean, he's he's not even ranked on our campusdecanton.com website. We rank 100 quarterbacks. He is not even ranked. Um, he is also not in the ADP database. And these are 15 to 20 round mock drafts that all have gone into the database. He is, un- I mean, he's just... He's a completely, I mean, he's, I guess only now we can kind of start thinking about him as a starter. But I love dual threat quarterbacks, uh, you know, especially for fantasy. And if he's going to start, I have no problem, you know, taking a swing on Brandon Lewis late, 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 late in your C2C drafts and probably late, late, late in your uh, college uh, fantasy drafts. Anything where a college player can put stats on the table for you. I think he's definitely somebody you want to consider. Uh, I, at this point, would not have any any dreams of, uh, you know, the next NFL star. But he's a starting quarterback that gets plays with his legs, you know, in a major conference. Uh, anything can happen kind of on, on that, you know, from that perspective. But, uh, you know, worth keeping an eye on Brandon Lewis uh, for Colorado, kind of a newly minted starter in my book uh you know he played uh, about a half in the bowl game looked pretty good led a couple storing drives on a otherwise abysmal performance by colorado i don't think jt shrouds any a threat to to literally anybody in, in, at the at the fbs uh, power five level so i, I think it's brendan lewis next on the list darren barlow transferred out of tcu Boy, oh boy, that means even more wheels up for Zach Evans. It was a little bit of a three-headed monster last year at Texas Christian. I'm sure they're still going to mix in a bunch of their running backs. They really pride themselves on, you know, having all these running backs and uh, divvying up the carries and having like five guys. You know, there's a poster, I think, uh, a promotional poster for the Horned Frogs. It's got like Dugan and four of their running backs, and it's like led the Big 12 in rushing. So it's definitely... Uh, excites them and the fan base, the fact that they can just run the ball for days. Uh, But one of those guys said, not me, and he's out. So Darwin Barlow, I know he's got some fans. Uh, Our colleague at at Campus Decanton, Felix Sharp, kind of likes Darwin Barlow, and he may be a fine player, but he's no Zach Evans. Zach Evans is great. He's got long speed. We've talked about Zach Evans on here before. I think we're going to see a breakout, and this just – Clears the way a little bit more for Zach Evans um, to do his thing, you know, to get even more carries. And, uh, you know, if Texas Christian wants to win, I think I think it's Zach Evans. There are a couple other guys on the depth chart to take these 82 touches that Darwin Barlow leaves behind. Uh, there's Imari DiMicardo. He's a redshirt senior. Um, I, I think he's a guy <laughs> who plays football for Texas Christian. And then there's Kendra Miller, who's a sophomore converted high school linebacker who actually had uh, pretty good efficiency in a yards per carry point of view last year, but, you know, was like fourth or fifth on the team in carries and they're still there. But, uh, you know, interesting Barlow was the leading rusher behind Dugan. He gets all the carries Max Dugan does um, as their dual threat quarterback. But but uh, Barlow was the leading rusher in terms of carries. And so it's kind of interesting that he must see the writing on the wall, which kind of tells me, you know, Evans was going to be the guy. I really do not think these other characters are going to be the guy. So I think Barlow saw the fact that he was not going to get, you know, the same amount of usage that he did the year before and said, all right, I'm out. 
uh, could be other things, of course, but you know, I, I think that makes some pretty good sense that that's what happened. And, and I just think it means Zach Evans continues to be a value. I mean, he's going after guys like Kendall Milton. He's going after guys like, um, I've seen him after Jace McClellan, two guys at, at absolute blue chip schools, but who have questionable usage coming into their second year, not guaranteed starters in their second year, uh, which means they're going to have just one year as juniors to make a mark, hopefully go to the next level after one big year. Of course that can happen, but we've also seen guys want to put another year on the books. Maybe they're getting interesting uh, feedback from the NFL, like Najee Harris, who came back senior year. And there are some people that don't care at all. They love it. They say, Najee Harris, put it on tape. He is what he is. He's great. I don't love uh, running backs that stay four years. Uh, it's not even an age thing. It's a, well, it's an age thing indirectly. It's not that, oh, he's 22 going to the NFL instead of 21. Uh, it's just that the NFL wasn't impressed enough as a junior for him to be coming out and drafted. Uh, whereas then you have JK Dobbins and Cam Akers coming out, they're getting drafted. They're putting, you know, getting, uh, reps and, uh, you know, get learning the speed of the NFL game already after only three years in college. I just think it's a better, you're a better athlete. I think you're a better, more impressive specimen, uh, for the NFL to say, come out, we're going to draft you relatively high, you know, um, at, at that level. So, yeah, um, I would take Zach Evans over Kendall Milton and and Jace McClellan right now. He's, um, I think he's sitting kind of right, he's neck and neck with like Kevin Harris for me, both of them after the big known commodities uh, at running back, which are, you know, you've got Bijan, you've got Hall and Spiller, the two great running backs in the 2022 class. You've got uh, Tank, Jameer Gibbs. Then is I slot uh, Trevion Henderson right under that at six. And, uh, you know, then it's like Zach Evans, uh, Kevin Harris tier. And then you start getting into these guys. You're going to have to wait a year or two, Milton and Jace McClellan, and hope that nobody leapsfrogs them on the depth chart as juniors and they and they bust out. Um, it's just a little more uncertainty for those guys. It is what it is. You know, you go to these loaded depth charts. I think it provides some uncertainty on my end. And I don't love it. I don't love that guys are not coming in and getting the work and dominating, you know, right away. You can go to a big time power five school like B. John Robinson did and still be awesome as a freshman and go to the NFL. Why do you have to go to Bama and sit for three years? So we don't even know what we have in our hands. So, uh, anyway, well, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there, but Zach Evans, I think, absolutely wheels up now it's just one less guy to compete with touches uh, and i th don't think he was going to struggle too much anyway i think the transfer shows that that was probably a correct assumption and finally is it time for me to accept hendon hooker's candidacy for the qb1 in tennessee now this is a very coveted spot in my opinion because of uh, what josh heupel is going to bring to tennessee's offense uh, he runs an absolutely ridiculous, you know, basically four verts, throw it deep offense that has been successful at least early on in his tenures, uh, you know, early on at Missouri when he was the OC early on at UCF and really all of it in UCF, but that's a totally different ball game in the AAC compared to, um, 
the SEC. But he was he was successful early on at Missouri, you know, and that that leapfrogged him into a head coaching job elsewhere. Um, he made Drew Locke a second round pick with his one year of chucking it deep, and uh, you know we saw that that didn't mean much for Drew Locke uh, after that. But Drew Locke had a fantastic season, especially talking about fantasy relevant, you know, college fantasy relevance for that one year. So is it going to be Hooker? I mean, I just I keep thinking about this all the time, and I just thought it was going to be Harrison Bailey, but the news is so bizarre out of Knoxville. They are not giving Bailey the job. It's just obvious. They're not. I talked about it uh, in another episode recently. So that means we got to really think about Hendon Hooker. So I went back and looked. I watched a couple of Virginia Tech games. <sighs> I, I was hoping to see like a better passer because he was 65% completion. He had nine yards per attempt. You know, you kind of like those numbers a lot. I just, it's his balls that he throws are ugly. They, you know, they're wobbling all over the place. They're kind of knuckle balls. Very often they're, they're just meh passes. I don't, I don't see him driving the ball. Uh, none of them are, you know, he just, he's not looking like he's throwing darts out there to me at all, but he is a very impressive and dynamic runner. Very, very good on the ground, which, you know, if you just read the box score, cause he's running for 200 yards in some games and throwing, you know, for 150 on, on 10 attempts. So you could kind of guess that, but, but his like efficiency as a quarterback was pretty good. 65% completion, nine yards per attempt. I like that. Um, uh, in practice, I, there's not much there, but it's this hypal offense. I mean, if they're going to let him basically drop back and chuck it deep or run the ball for fantasy, that's great. Uh, you know, I like that a lot. So whoever is going to be the starting quarterback for Tennessee, we have to take seriously in our college side for campus to Canton. Um, and so. Yeah, I think that is uh, got we got to take him seriously, and that's where I am now. Really thinking about Hendon Hooker, and you know, got some startups coming up on the college side. I'm interested. He could be dynamic, absolutely dynamic as a uh, quarterback in that system uh, for Tennessee. I, <clears throat> like I said, the arm doesn't quite look there. I'm not sure he's an NFL quarterback, so he's not going to be high. Wouldn't spend any kind of premium draft capital on him, but. Uh, for sure, interesting if he's going to run the ball like he does and then get some deep shots you know, in that hypo offense. I'm kind of interested there. Could could be really big in terms of just raw stats, uh, even if efficiency may not, you know, I don't know if that's going to be there. So in the end, we've got guys on your college side that I think are values, uh, two of which are basically not even official starters at the quarterback position. Brendan Lewis. <clears throat> also, if Colorado's on an early DFS slate, I would I would roll the dice on him. Possibly given a matchup, he will be completely unrostered. Uh, you know, and you get a rusher, rushing quarterback that, in a, if it's a good matchup uh, on the slate that Colorado shows up, I'm interested there. So definitely keep that in mind. Zach Evans, all formats, I'm in. And I think he'll be even kind of under rostered in DFS early in the season before he pops because people are, you know, think that backfield's muddled. He wasn't quote unquote, the official starter last year. I think he'd be fairly uh, good value <clears throat> relative to the field there uh, early in the season. 
And then Hendon Hooker, again, uh, you know, a college side value uh, in your in your C2C drafts. I think if he wins the job, um, which I mean, it's just kind of looking like just kind of looking like that to me, reading the tea leaves. And then also, yeah, again, I mean, I, I'll roll out a lot of that. I mean, I'd do a Tennessee stack week one. I don't care if they're on the if they're on the slate because that offense has just historically been really good for stats, you know, for pure stats. And their defense is going to be absolutely atrocious. So definitely do not forget about Tennessee. I think they're, again, a value uh, both on all facets because they were so terrible for the last few years. But, uh, you know, jump on them now. Maybe people are just saying, oh, Tennessee's Tennessee. They're terrible. I'm not sure everyone is uh, really realizing what Hypo can do there. Uh, I don't know if the actual finished product is going to be excellent or even viable long-term, but I think the raw stats will be there. And for fantasy, that's all we care about. So I went over my five minutes, but this is three and out. I hope you keep tuning in. We're going to keep doing this kind of as a special quick hitting version of why wait till Sunday. We're still going to be doing the interviews uh, coming up. Got some people lined up. We're still going to be doing DFS content. Going to hit that hard in season. Don't forget to check out campus our mothership where we all these podcasts are housed and we have all sorts of other stuff, tons and tons of rankings. I, I was mentioning a hundred quarterbacks on the college side deep. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we've got amazing data apps done by Jarek Backus. We've got incredibly data viz visualization. You can compare players across time and, you know, in space. <clears throat> um, it is anything you need for anything college fantasy football. And of course, we we also cater to the NFL side because C2C, you have to worry about both. Um, it's anything you want. The Discord's popping. We've got, you know, we've got 2022 freshman profiles and, and kind of uh, notes being shared in the Discord on that right now. So get a, a leg up on, on, you know, rising seniors in high school. Um, that's going to do it for me. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next time.